1: It's NFL draft week, and look for the man hugs to return to Cleveland as Commissioner Roger Goodell has been fully vaccinated and can hug the players who attend and get picked in the first round on Thursday. And we've hinted at this before on the Buzzcast, but we'll say it again. This Padres Dodgers rivalry could be really something special and a huge boost to baseball. It has it all. So this is your morning buzzcast for Monday, April 26th. Good morning. I'm A Madcore. Another Monday, the last week of April. Who would have thought it? Let's get right to the news around the Super League cuz while most people are writing obituaries around the Super League, Real Madrid president Florentino Perez said that the 12 founding clubs of the Super League cannot abandon it and he promised the project would return soon. He said the project or the concept of the Super League or one very similar to that will move forward. He also stated that J.P. Morgan, which had provided $4 billion in funding, is still on board. He dismissed reports that they have withdrawn their support of the Super League. And he said that J.P. Morgan has only, quote, taken some time for reflection, end quote. He went on to add if they need to make changes to the concept, they will. But he said the Super League is the best project we've thought of. We will see because I didn't see any change of tone or tenor over the weekend. And the criticism around the league and the founding members was still as strong as ever. But Florentino Perez still sounding optimistic that the Super League concept will continue. Let's shift to the NBA. The Houston Rockets will have a significant change at the top of that organization as longtime CEO Tad Brown will step down at the end of this season. Now, Brown has been with the organization for nearly 20 years, and he says he does not know what he'll do next, and he said he was not pushed out. But he chose to make a change after months of weighing his future. Now, remember, he was hired as a vice president by former Rockets owner Les Alexander in 2002. That's when the team was going into the Toyota Center. He was promoted to CEO in 2006. So he has run that organization for a long time. He said that his successor would be named soon. He said that he began putting together a succession plan for the last 18 months. One person I would keep an eye on, longtime Houston Rockets chief revenue officer, Gretchen Shear. She is very well regarded in NBA circles. Brown admitted on Friday that Gretchen Shear is his right hand. I could certainly see her getting promoted to the CEO spot. But Tad Brown stepping down after nearly 20 years with the Houston Rockets. One story to keep an eye on is in Oakland. And that is, of course, the A's pursuit for a new ballpark. On Friday, details of their proposed 35,000-seat waterfront ballpark and mixed-use development were released publicly for the first time. And the cost of the entire entire project is expected to be at least $12 billion. The ballpark alone will cost more than a billion dollars, but then of course the project includes 3,000 units of housing, millions of square footage of office space and retail space, and it is a big, ambitious project. The A's hope to get a vote, by the city sometime this summer, but there's still a lot of work to be done here. Oakland city officials were surprised by the cost of the plan. There are a number of local opponents of the A's project. So this deal, far from over, we should get some more clarity on the A's future in Oakland though, over this summer. You might want to check out the plans for the Oakland A's 35,000 seat ballpark and mixed use development. Here was an interesting news that broke over the weekend or late Friday, and it's around the college football playoff. Really, could the CFP be expanding from its four teams? Well, the college football playoff committee acknowledged that a working group has been briefing the university presidents who sit on its management committee of a number of different playoff formats, including six teams, eight teams, 10 teams. 12 teams, and even 16 teams. Now, those close to the CFP said this was a routine exercise and no decisions have been made, but many observers feel that the fact that the CFP is even going public with this possibility means an expansion of the format is inevitable, and all that's left to figure out are the details. Why would they change the format? Well, we've talked about this on the Buzzcast. There have been lower ratings, There have been a lack of competitive games, specifically in the semifinals, and many people think the format just needs to change. Remember, The CFP is in year six into a 12-year deal, so they may feel that halfway through the deal is a good time to review it. There would be a lot to consider and a lot to review here. The impact on bowl games, the impact on ESPN's deal, the impact on the student-athlete schedules if they decide to expand it. Most people think a six- or eight-team format could be achievable, but again, university presidents were briefed on multiple scenarios starting on a six-team format all the way up to a 16-team option. So continue to keep your eye on this story as it develops. Big weekend for the UFC. We hinted on this on the Buzzcast on Friday. They returned to Jacksonville for UFC 261. They drew more than 15,000 fans Saturday night at the Vistar Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville. Fans packed the arena all the way to the top of the upper bowl reportedly mask wearing, although recommended, appeared, quote, in sporadic use in the seats, end quote. But it was a loud, enthusiastic return for the UFC in Jacksonville. A good night for Dana White and that series. The Athletics' Richard Deitch is reporting that the broadcast team of Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, and Louis Riddick, will return to Monday Night Football on ESPN for this upcoming season. Not a huge surprise as those three got pretty good reviews, so they're bringing the band back together for the 2021 NFL Monday Night Football season on ESPN. Let's end the buzzcast like we often do around people. Activision Blizzard announced that Joanna Ferris is expanding her role by taking on the additional duty of general manager of the Call of Duty video game franchise. Now Ferris, she's the former NFL executive and currently Activision Blizzard's esports vice president and head of leagues. She takes on a larger expanded role with the Call of Duty general manager role. Activision CEO Bobby Kotick called her a rare talent who will help create more momentum Behind the business. So, Joanna Ferris taking on a larger role at Activision Blizzard. She will speak at the SBJ TEO Esports Rising virtual conference on May 4th. And President Biden has nominated NCAA Chief Legal Officer Donald Remy, who's an Army veteran, to be Deputy Secretary for Veterans Affairs. Now, Remy is a graduate of LSU and Howard University School of Law. He spent four years in the Army. Remy's nomination must, of course, be confirmed by the U.S. Senate, but he has been the NCAA's point person on all their legal issues, including name, image, and likeness, so he would take a lot of institutional knowledge with him if he did leave. But again, Donald Remy, NCAA Chief Legal Officer, nominated by President Biden to be Deputy Secretary for Veterans Affairs. And congratulations to Mike Conley of the Utah Jazz and Kevin Durant and Rich Kleiman. They won an Oscar last night as Two Distant Strangers won Best Live Action Short Film at the Academy Awards. All three of those individuals were executive producers on the film. So Mike Conley, Kevin Durant, and Rich Kleiman all get an oscar so congratulations to them that is your morning buzzcast for monday april 26 again the last week in april i made madcore hope everybody has a great start to their week stay healthy be good to each other i'll speak to you tomorrow
0: welcome to irvine california where it's easy to play like pros